This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Now this night I want you to follow me very closely. I've titled this message by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Don't settle for less. Somebody said, don't settle for less. Now on the 3rd of February 2023, um, I think right in, in the middle of the Higher Ground Conference, um, I had the opportunity it's a good opportunity, right? A good opportunity to bury my mom who transitioned January this year. And um, of course, it's a day that I'll never forget. And for those of us who you have a loved one who's transitioned, your father, your mother, your sister, brother, cousin, nephew, friend, you know, or somebody that you know, for those of you who have had that, you know, you've done that before um, and you've had to go to the cemetery to um, see their body being lowered into the grave it's 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 a painful sight right painful because you would not see them again physically if while they were on this side of heaven they made the right choices um, primarily which is they made Jesus the Lord of their lives we know that we would see on the other side, right? So it's just a transition. As God has described in the word, they slept. So it's a sleeping in the Lord. He's not losing them. When people meet me and say, you lost your mom, I find it very difficult to process. Then after a while, it occurred to me that actually the word of God has so much permeated my mentality that I didn't lose, she did, we didn't lose her. She transitioned, right? She just went to a better place. Praise God. Amen. Now, that day had to, of course, the burial happened in the morning and um, had to come back in the evening, you know, go settle in the family and my dear wife come back to service. That was in between mercy conference. So we had to come back to listen to God's word. And I mean, God, God, so faithful. Now, while I was at the cemetery, you know, saw different grave sites, and one of the things you'd find on the grave sites is what they would call a tombstone. The tombstone has the name of the person's body who is lying beneath uh, in that grave, and then um, there is something they call an epitaph, right? The name, and then the year the person was born and the year the person transitioned. Now, you can just look at it and mentally calculate the age of the person when the person transitioned. Now, as I looked at the various epitaphs on the tombstones, you know, of the graves, I began to think about different things. One of which was that beneath the tombstone, buried in that grave, on each of the graves, were individuals or the body of individuals who 
we might never know what the world missed that they did not birth. Some of them were pastors. We never know the messages they should have preached that they never preached. Some of them might have been authors. We never know the books that they should have written that they never wrote. Some of them were singers. We never know the songs that they should have sung that they never composed and never sung. That day, I was reminded of a very powerful, powerful word. The word potential. Somebody say potential. On the 17th of January, 2014, some few days before our wedding, my wife gave me a gift. Very interesting gift. It was a book. The book is titled Releasing Your Potential. Sisters, give your men good books. Vice versa. Right? She gave me a good book. And that book is one of the... I mean, I have lots of books in my library. But that book is a very special book to me. Well, because of who gave it to me. And two, because of the title of the book and the content of the book. Potential. Release it, your potential. Somebody say potential again. What is potential? Now, if you attended a good secondary school like I did, you did not attend... Okay. Now, if you attended a good secondary school like I did, <laughs> one of the things... They might have taught you, if you took a course or a subject in physics, is that this podium, as it's positioned here, has something they call potential energy. When this podium moves, it has something they call what? Uh -huh, that's how you know those. Anybody who kept quiet, you can tell the school they went to. But don't worry about it, don't worry about it. <laughs> now, <laughs> they will tell you that when a car is parked, the car has what? Pot Come on, good students. Po what? Potential energy. But when the car is moving, it has what? Kinetic energy. Clap for yourselves. Clap for yourselves. If you didn't see anything, don't clap. Just, you know, just. <laughs> now, the word potential is a very powerful word. So powerful that in the Bible, God is called the omnipotent. The God of all abilities, all potential. Because potential means unused ability. Potential means what you can do that you have not done yet. Potential means what you can become that you have not become yet. Hence, your potential is not anything that you have done. Anything that you've done is your achievement. It's no more your potential. Your potential is what you can do that you have not done yet. Your potential is what you can be or who you can be that you have not become yet. Potential. Very powerful word. As a matter of fact, when you read through the Bible, you discover that God always spoke to people based on potential. He never spoke to them based on their predicament. 
For example, you read about um, Gideon in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 6. And that the Bible explains to us that, of course, the Midianites were always coming to terrorize the Israelites, take all their foods and all of that. And then the Bible explains to us that Gideon was hiding, of course, from the Midianites. He was threshing wheat and he was hiding. And then God sends an angel to Gideon. And when the angel comes to Gideon, the angel looks at Gideon, giving Gideon the very words of God. The angel says, The Lord is with thee. That what? Somebody talk to me. That what? Mighty man of valor. <laughs> what Gideon was doing did not look like what a mighty man of valor would do. A mighty man of valor would wear Superman t-shirts, will come out, you know, and say, where are the Midianites? Let me deal with them. But this guy was hiding. <laughs> but when the angel came from God, he said, fear not. He said, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon, of course, said, ha, you must have mistaken the address of who you were supposed to speak to. He said, because you look at me, mighty man of valor. He said, see what's happening to us. And he begins to complain to the angel. And the angel again ignores all of his complaints and says, go in this thy might and you shall save Israel. What might? <laughs> that is how God speaks. He speaks potential. And of course, Gideon goes and he delivers the children of Israel. When he looked at Abraham and he had communicated in different ways and Abraham was not getting it. Genesis 17. He looks at Abraham and says, okay, you know what? Maybe what would help you is to change your name. You are no more Abraham. You are now Abraham, meaning the father of nations. This was somebody who had no child. <laughs> that is how God speaks. God was speaking to the nation that was in Abraham. Even Jesus, when Jesus was to be born, Luke chapter 1. The Bible tells us that the angel, Gabriel, came from God to Mary. And when he was going to communicate, you know what the angel said? This was Jesus that was not yet born. He says that his name shall be called Jesus. He shall be great. God always speaks about what we can become. God always speaks about the ability that is at work in us. God always speaks to us based on our potential. So he looks at a young man and he's talking to you because he can see the governor of Lagos State. He's talking to you because he can see the president. He's talking to you because he can see the individual whose album will sell all over the world. He's talking to you because he can see the landlord who owned houses and businesses. Always, no matter what you've achieved. God will still come to you and speak to you based on your potential. While you are celebrating one house, God is saying, well, thank, thank, it's good you are thanking me for it, but I can already see all the houses that you build. And he's speaking to you from that perspective. Potential. Very powerful word. One of the things that helps us to understand the power of potential is what you call a seed. Somebody say a seed. Now, I want to ask you a question. And I want us to use our minds, right? Imagine if I was holding in my hand a seed of orange, you know? 
a seed of orange, what would you say I have in my hand? Talk to me. What? A seed of orange, right? Right? <laughs> that is facts. The truth is that in this seed of orange, if I do the right thing with it, is a tree of orange. That tree of orange has orange fruits on it, which contain seeds. When you plant the seeds, you will get trees. And when you carry the, have the trees, you will have fruits on them. And the fruits contain seeds that when you plant, will give you trees. When you carry trees, there are fruits on it. When you take the fruits, there are seeds in it. And when you plant the seeds, what will happen? You have trees. It's endless. Actually, you are seeing a seed. God is seeing a forest of orange. That is how God thinks. That is how God thinks. Uh, so if I took a seed in my hand and I destroyed it, to God, I destroyed a forest. To man, I destroyed a seed. <laughs> because the forest is the truth. The seed is the fact. And God communicates truth. Truth is aligned with your potential. Now, follow me. God's expectation is that every human being on the face of the earth, including you and I, release our potential. Now, Genesis chapter 1. Let me preach my very quick message. All of that was to introduce what I wanted to tell you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. You begin to read, okay, from verse 26. The Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and all of that. Verse 27. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he male and female created he them. Nobody's exempted. Verses 28. And God blessed them. After God created them, what did God do? He did what? Blessed them. And what did God say unto them? The Bible says, God said, Be what? Do you know what it means to be fruitful? To be fruitful means to release your potential. That's what it means. To be fruitful means release your potential. Multiply means after you've released your potential, multiply the effects of whatever you've released as many times as you can. Replenish the earth. What does replenishing mean? It means <laughs> replace whatever was dominating before. And let whatever came forth from you be the force that is dominating everywhere on the earth. And you can understand the next one. Subdue it. It means that without fruitfulness, we cannot multiply, we cannot replenish, we cannot subdue. Ultimately, we cannot have dominion and we cannot be what God had in mind when he created us. And fruitfulness, like I said, is releasing your potential. Now, one of the things people ignore is the next verse, which is extremely important. Because without understanding the next verse, 
you can never understand how to release all that God has put within you. You think you've written fantastic songs? Saints, there are more songs to be written. You think you've, I mean, accomplished some great things in your life. Ah, we bought a house. There are more houses to buy. Ah, I've built this business. I'm just a coded businessman making my hundreds of millions. There are more. There is always more in God. Don't settle for less. There is always more in God. This is what motivates people like me consistently every day. And you can understand. I'm just like my father. Pastor, why you guys are celebrating? I mean, and those of us who's related, why you are celebrating? Ah, we have this very fine venue. Thank God. Pastor has moved. He's already seen somewhere else. Right? <laughs> and he's never wrong. He's moved. Why? Because there is more in God. More in God. Now, verse 29 tells us something very powerful and instructive. Verse 29. He says, And God said, Behold, I have given you. Now, when God made man, the Bible says he blessed man and he said unto man. But the first thing that God now gave man <laughs> was what? I have given you every herb bearing what? Somebody shout seed. 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 To be fruitful, you must respect seed. You can never be fruitful. You can never release your potential and become all that God has planned and destined for you to be without respecting the power of seed. Somebody say seed one more time. Now, very quickly, what is a seed? A seed is anything you've been given to birth what you've been promised. That is a seed. Your seed is anything you've been given to birth whatever you've been promised. Your seed is anything that you've been given to produce your potential. Your seed is anything you've been given to create what the world demands of you. Seed. Now, there are six types of seeds. And, and this was in 20, I think 20, 20, 2003, thereabout. I mean, I was in my study and God revealed to me these six kinds of seeds. I'll just run through them, touch on one or two of them, and then we close. The first seed is time. Somebody say time. Say time again. Now in Psalms 90 verses 9, the Bible tells us something very powerful. Psalms 90 verse 9 and then you can go to verse 12. It says, for all our days. Now this is Moses speaking. You know, David did not write all the Psalms. People always think he wrote all the Psalms. No, he didn't. There were some Psalms that David wrote, there were some Psalms that some people, other people wrote. Psalms 90, Moses wrote it. Now, Moses was saying, he says, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. Somebody say days. Then he says, We spend our years as a tale that is told. Meaning that your years will be a reflection of how you spend your days. Verses 12. He says, verse 12, so teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days. You know, numbering something is different from counting it. 
Numbering it means one, two, you are conscious. You know, the same way in the Bible, it says that every hair on our head, okay, for some of us, every hair <laughs> on our head is numbered. It didn't say it's counted. It's numbered. So when you go to the barber shop and they barb your hair, right? God knows number. He knows the number that fell. <laughs> Woo! He knows that, ah, number 5,000 just fell now. So when another one grows, it's no more 5,000. It's another number. Number. Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Somebody say time. Those who release their potential and become all that God has created them to be understand the power of the seed of time. Now, this is very close to what Pastor was talking about on Sunday. Time. They value time. They invest time. They don't spend time. It takes time to experience certain levels of greatness. You see, there are certain things that God will not dash you. There are certain things you must invest time to grow in. Time. When you see someone who comes and is doing something that looks like a miracle, <laughs> the person has invested time. I remember reading a particular book and they were talking about the 10,000 hour rule. And they established in psychology that if you want to become an expert in anything, invest 10,000 hours in that thing. And they started to prove it. From Bill Gates to all of them, how they've invested time. Time. There was no one who was born as a wonder and knew how to do everything that you celebrate them for today. Anyone you celebrate has invested time. But you know what? A lot of people would rather lazy around and wish than invest time. Because investing time is hard work. Time. They understand that time is a seed. And you must invest it to reap certain kinds of harvest in the future. They invest it. Anybody who you see, I mean, do you know how many hours pastor invests in reading and studying? Ha. Do you know how many hours he invests? People do not become authorities in any field by accident, please. Understand that. Nobody. People become authorities in different fields by investing time. If you went to the hospital and you met a doctor, and the doctor they said, that, um, the doctor says, that, don't worry, um, what do you need? I can operate this person. And they say, yeah. So what school did you go to? He said, don't worry about school. Say, I mean, I just, I, I, I feel something in me that I can operate you. Would you some? <laughs> Do you know how many hours they've invested in doing that thing? So you, you can submit to their authority and their expertise. Ask Pastor Ebele. He's a doctor. How many hours? And based on the hours you invest... They give you certain kinds of honors. 
They'll tell you, well, you're a student doctor, you are a reg, you are a consultant. Depending. Same thing in, in flight school. Based on the hours you've invested. They'll say, oh, this one, you're a captain. Why? You've invested certain hours. So there are certain things you will know. Nobody becomes great by accident, saints. People who become great understand that time is a seed and they invest it. You don't know the Bible by chance. You invest in reading and studying the Bible. I remember some years back, I think, I think year 2000, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, year 2000. So I had a, a, a break. I mean, there was this interesting break. So I had to just, you know, I had different options. I was, I think, with my stay. I was still staying with my parents at that time, right? And I just sat down and I asked myself a very honest question. I said, Joshua, I mean, this is August, right? August 2000. I said, well, December 2000 would come and, I mean, time would have just passed. So what do you want to do? I want to invest it. You know what? I'll start to read. Between August 2000, August the 1st, and December 12th, I remember, December 12th, I read a hundred books. Picking them, one, finish it, not pamphlet, though, proper books. Finish it, pick another book. Finish it, pick another book. Finish it, pick another book. Finish it. I remember in 2001, January, I met a colleague or a friend of mine who were in secondary school together. And we started conversing. After conversing for a while, he stopped. He said, Joshua, I don't know that there are some things you are saying that they are very deep. Where did I get them from? Investing time. People do not see. You mentioned a portion of the Bible and I would either know exactly where it is or I have a very good one. Why? Do you know how many times I've read the Bible cover to cover? Some of you, is, you've been wishing that one day, that day, <laughs> one day, one day, you say pray. After you pray 10 minutes, you say, ah, we'll start tomorrow. <laughs> Time. Some, some, <laughs> Some people, their weight loss journey will happen in the next 10 years. You're laughing. <laughs> Say, don't worry, I will start tomorrow. <laughs> I will start tomorrow. You, that tomorrow, you know, there's a movie, tomorrow never comes. <laughs> You're acting just born. Continue. Since nobody becomes great without understanding that time is a seed and you must invest it. Number two. Talent. Somebody say talent. Your talents are the natural gifts that you were born with. The natural gifts you were born with. Now, in Proverbs chapter 12, I think verse 27. Proverbs 12, 27. The Bible says that a lazy man does not roast what they catch in hunting. See, a slothful man roasted not that which he took in hunting. But the substance of a diligent man is precious. Now, this is interesting. 
Now, I, I want you to read. You know, when you read the Bible, the Bible is a very powerful and a deep book. Now, how do you say somebody who went hunting and caught something is a slothful man? That is hard work. Do you know what it takes? Oh, you carry the gun and enter the bush. I go and catch animal. He says this, even though this person has gone hunting, said the person is still lazy. Why? Because the person has not roasted what they took in hunting. What is he saying? It means that it is not enough to be talented. You must refine your talents. Say, ah, I can sing. Say, I have some, you know. But when you sing for two hours, ah, oh God. Even God is asking, are you singing treble, tenor, superano, <laughs> or something? You know, what is the message here? Since raw talent is of no value to people, God expects us to roast, to refine our talent. So you have a talent for something, you discover that, ah, I think I write well in a way. Go and take courses and study on how to become an expert in writing. Refine that talent. You can sing a little. And with that little, you're just going around town. Instead of you to sit down and go and... You see, my wife this afternoon sent me a course. That's a music course that she wants to attend. And very frankly, when she said that, I said, okay. <laughs> and cost some very good money. By God's grace, we will pay for it and we will do it. Right? Why? A slothful man is the one that will not roast what they take while they hunt. What is it that you've discovered you have some giftings for? Go and refine that talent. Refine it enough that when you serve it to the world, the world would respect what they are getting from you. I don't have a lot of time. But I could have gone deeper in this. Number three, your treasure. Somebody say treasure. Treasure means your money, right? Your money and anything that you can trade to get something. It's a seed, right? Money is a seed. And I think I don't need to preach a lot about that. I think church, we understand the money as a seed. Number four, your thoughts. Somebody say your thoughts. Your thoughts is a seed. It's a seed. <laughs> Very powerful seed. Psalms 92 verse 5. He says, Oh Lord, how wonderful are your works, or how great are your works. He says, Thy thoughts are very deep. Now, I mean, listen to pastor's message, second service on Sunday. I think it will shed a lot more light on this. And I think I, I mentioned some things around that on Wednesday last week. Number five. Somebody say your talk. Which is your words. It's a seed. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says death and life are in the power of what? The tongue. If you study what the word power means, it speaks about sowing seed on a land. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your talk is a seed. When you understand what I just said, you will stop talking carelessly. You understand that you will not just be jump talking. Just say, ah, I'm tired. You say, ah, that, I mean, now I'm going to say something that, you know. Say, ah, that, ah, the guy trouble me die. Who, you? 
It's trouble me live. <laughs> there are ways you will stop talking. Because I'm so conscious of it. Your words are... You see, when you see your child, I mean, say, why are you stubborn? Stubborn boy. Stubborn boy. What's wrong with you? Nothing is wrong with the child. Your words are seeds. You are sowing seed. When you start to reap the harvest, you'll be angry. But you sowed the seed. Your words are seeds. No matter what is happening to you, be careful about what comes out from your mouth. Be very conscious about it. Say, Nigeria, we are all finished. Who? Not me and you. You are finished. <laughs> no matter what, say, ah, this is the economy is all just going down. And you are a Christian in this country. You don't talk like that. Words are seeds. Words are seeds. Words are seeds. Words are seeds. Sow the right seeds with your words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And the last seed is the word. Come on, say the word. Now in Luke chapter 8 verse 11, the Bible, Jesus speaking, says the word of God. He says the seed is the word. The word. The seed is the word of God. Saints, what should you do with your mouth? Take the word, which is the most powerful seed on the face of in the face on the face of the universe, because this was the seed that created the whole world. Take the word and plant it in your mouth and sow it in your life. Every area of your life. In your health, take the word. Look for see, you see, the word is a bag of seeds. <laughs> Pick the seeds of the word. Is it health you want? Take it and sow it. Is it finances you want to increase? So you look at your business. Begin to speak the word to that business. And understand that it is a seed. As you sow it, what happens to seed when seed is grown? It grows, isn't it? Under right conditions. What is the condition? Give thanks. Ensure there is a love around. Keep sowing the seed. Keep watering the seeds with your prayer. Do not speak opposed to what you've sown. Some people in the morning as they are praying, they Lord, I bless my business. When they get to the they say, what kind of day is this now? Customers are not coming. You've uprooted the seed. It will never grow. You say, that was happening. Tomorrow you repeat the circle again. You say, ah, what's happening? You are the one happening. You are the one. <laughs> sow the word. Sow the word. Sow the word. This is how you release your potential and become all that God has created for you to become. I wanted to shout out loud this evening. Father, in the name of Jesus, I commit to sow the right seeds. I commit to invest my time, not on Facebook, not on Instagram, not scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Say it, say it. Not scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. But to learn and to deepen my journey with you and to live a life of significance. Can you rise up on your feet this evening? Hallelujah. I want you to just lift up your hands toward heaven and begin to release seeds into your life. The seed of God's word. I'm blessed. I'm a success. All things are working together for my good. Ah, all things are working together for my good. I go upward only. I go upward only. Ah, the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places.
Yeah, I have a goodly heritage. Oh, my life is a life of beauty. My life is a life of glory. My life is a light that reflects the light of God. I uproot every negative seed. And I plant the right seeds. Everything around my life is beautiful. Oh, Lord, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Glory to God is beautiful. <laughs> Glory to God is beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody been blessed this evening. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.